Well, I am certainly a hot mama today. Not only have I brought my bedroom voice to you, but I think I got a bit of heat stroke from my activities today. But I'm sure you will bear with me should I get a little hot and bothered with you here tonight on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationships the best they can be. If you want to give me a call, the number to call is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on yourself for that burning hot question about your sex life. Happy Mother's Day to all of you fabulous mothers out there. For the most part, mothers are amazing, but mothers also do a bit of damage, especially around sexual health. So tonight on the program, I will be talking about that with you. Today on the links, my golf partners, by the way, the reason I have a bit of heat stroke is because I went for a hike, went, played golf, and played tennis. I don't think I had enough water. Anyway, and then I had lunch overlooking the ocean, so... Got pretty hot tonight. Today, um, anyway, uh, my golf partners, I don't get any respect, so my golf partners are asking me if I was going to play from the ladies' tees or the gender equality tees. Anyway, needless to say, I played from the gender equality tees because I played have played golf for a long time since I was a child growing up. But I got mixed messages about that as well. My father, who taught me how to play golf as a kid, um, would not play golf with women. <laughs> say, I'm not going out. It's Tuesday. It's ladies' days. They shouldn't, they shouldn't allow ladies on the golf course. And I'd say, well, what about me? I'm, and he'd say, you're my daughter. So anyway, nonetheless, uh, it was a great time out there. Today, hopefully, you all enjoyed this gorgeous day here in Vancouver and British Columbia. I want to give you a little historical perspective about women's work because, you know, there are many aspects of life where we do not have gender equality. Quite honestly, I can handle myself on the golf course and uh, play with most men uh, because I may not have the longest drive, but I have a damn good short game and I have a straight drive. So, uh, and only about 10% of golfers break 100. If you didn't, I'm not sure if you knew that little tip. But anyway, um, I happen to break 100. On the second round. Uh, So a little historical perspective about women's work for you. Women is always subordinate. This is from one of my favorite books, and it's called What is for Her, it's called What for Her Own Good by Barbara Ehrenreich and Deirdre English. And, And they say women is always subordinate, but she is far from being a helpless dependent. In colonial times, it was the wife's duty with the assistance of daughters and female servants to plant the vegetables, breed the poultry, and care for the dairy cattle. She transformed milk into butter, cream and cheese, and butchered livestock, as well as cooked the meals. Along with her daily chores, the husband woman slated, pickled, preserved, and manufactured enough beer and cider to see the family through the winter. Still, the woman's work was hardly done. To clothe the colonial population, she plied the needle, operated wood, carvers, spinning wheels, participated in the manufacture and of thread, yarn, and cloth, as well as apparel. Her hand-wrought candles lit the entire house. Medicines of her manufacture were created to restore the family to health. Her homemade soap cleansed her home and family. She learned from her mother and grandmother how to raise children, heal common illnesses, and nurse the sick. The skills and the work of women are and will always be indispensable to society. Much has changed and nothing has changed. So in honor of all women and mothers who came before us and those with whom we stand and work, I say happy Mother's Day to you. This is May, of course, and May is still Masturbation Month, and I will be reviewing some of the marvelously mind-blowing benefits of this blinding bliss. We'll get to that a little bit later in the program. 
Newsflash, did you know that sex is a treatment for stress, but only in those couples who have a satisfying relationship? I say probably the best way to have a satisfying relationship is to have a lot of sex. So it's a little bit of a uh, catch-22, shall we say. But first, a little story about my visit to one of the local universities this week to speak about sexual health. But even before that, I want to thank Jordan Colebridge, who is my technical director here at The Health tonight. Thanks for helping out tonight, Jordan. (laughs) You're not going to say anything on air. (laughs) They're going to think I'm solo here. (laughs) Anyway, I thought I was going to be able to tell this story to somebody. So this week... (laughs) He doesn't speak, Jordan. This week, I spoke at one of the local universities, but the professor that I, uh, whose class I spoke to said that he wanted to validate some of the research that he was doing with his students. He had about 100 students in the class, and his research was that people who have more sex, or the more sex people have, the happier they are. So he said, would you mind, before you went on, if I just validated my uh, research? I said, no problem, sir. You go right ahead. So he said, how many of you have sex daily? And a lot of the people raised their hands. They were jumping up and down, standing up. That's me. That's me. And he said, this is fantastic. Of course, about 50 of them stood up and said they had sex daily, and they certainly were very happy. And then he said, how many of you have sex weekly? About 20 of them stood up raised up their hands, jumped up and down, happy, happy. Yes, we have sex once a week, and that's fantastic. And he said, see, frequent sex leads to happiness. And then he said, how about those of you who have it once a month, so about 12 times a year? People raise their hands, not so happy. And he said, my my research is being validated. And then he said, how about any of you who have sex only once a year? And this one kid raised his hand, he jumped up and down, he was so happy, and he said, wait a minute, kiddo, you're, you know, you're ruining my research. This, is, this does not go, this is not align with what I, I've studied and what I've seen in the research studies. And, and he said, are you sure? You're happy? You have sex once a year? He said, that's right. I have sex once a year, and I am so happy. And he said, I, I just can't believe it. And he said, well, tonight's the night. Anyway, so tonight's the night for sex. I wanted you to laugh out loud, Jordan. Anyway, tonight's the night for sex here on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show as well. So how important is it to have a satisfying relationship? And what does that actually mean? Uh, Is it all about the sex? Sometimes women will report that they notice that their male partner is a little crabby, a little tense, a little stressed. Uh, and so they'll think, oh, you know, have sex with them. That'll calm them down. And, and it doesn't. <laughs> they'll say, forget it. I tried that already. And it doesn't work. So what does work? So how important is your relationship? And what are the kinds of things that you need to do besides have sex? But I'm promoting sex, of course. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Another uh, patient I had this week, she told me that all women should wear orthopedic underwear. I said, well, since I have no idea what orthopedic underwear, and it doesn't sound very sexy, I'm definitely not doing that. Um, And she said that all women should wear orthopedic underwear. It keeps everything in, and it, you know, makes them smooth. And I said, well, why don't they just lose weight? She said, oh, no, why bother? And and then she said, um, I said, well, they're not very sexy or something. I mean, somehow got on to her sex life, and I, I asked her if she was sexually active, and she said, no, I'm not. And she said, I'm done with that. She was about 65 years old. Her husband was older than she was. And I said, how does your husband... Oh, she, that's what she told me. She told me that if she caught her husband cheating, that she would 
cut something off. Anyway, she wouldn't be very nice to him. And I said, how can you say that? And she said, I said, when you're not having sex with him, how can you take away his sexual health right to a healthy and happy sex life? Because it is a biological need for men. And she said, I don't care. And I said, she said, he probably can't be sexually active anyway. And I said, well, do you know that? And she said, no, I don't. So they really had absolutely no sex life whatsoever. So you got to question the rest of, uh, is that a satisfying relationship? Anyway, jury's out on that one. But um, so there's lots of different situations that occur, stress that occurs in marriages and in relationships, and uh, also infidelity occurs as well. And sometimes that is the result of having a less than satisfying relationship. People want to blame other people, but really when you take away somebody's right to a healthy and happy sex life, uh, I'm not sure what you expect. Stress makes you tired, distracted, and unmotivated to do anything, much less have sex. But how will sex help if you are stressed? When I return, I'm going to be talking about how sex is beneficial, but only in couples who have a satisfied buying relationship. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I'm Maureen. We're talking about lots of different things tonight, but I I love your emails, and I just got an email from a regular listener because he's told me he's a regular listener. (laughs) Uh, He won some uh, a vibrator last week but hasn't actually claimed his prize. But he writes, thanks again, Maureen. We're just into bed and ready for tonight's show. Uh, That's such a comforting notion. It's kind of early to get into bed, isn't it? Even for a sex pert. But anyway, (laughs) do what you must. So sex, it's really important in a relationship. And uh, just to mention, if you are experiencing low sexual desire, yesterday we launched The Love, the new sexual desire gel and lubricant for women at Loblaws in North Vancouver. Had a great response over there. And uh, standing outside of Loblaws, answering people's sexual health questions. There's nothing better I like doing on a Saturday morning. Anyway, so it's available at Loblaws. It's going to be available at other places as well. And, you know, being mindful, and there's lots of uh, tips, hopefully, that I will, that, I, that you've learned here and you'll learn in the future from me. Uh, but we're talking about stress and how sex can help with stress. But who does sex help when you're stressed? When women get stressed or even men, you get tired, distracted, you don't want to do anything. But no, men still want to do, men still want to have sex, so that's not true. So it's really about women. Women, although they have, uh, there's more, the des- with regard to the desire discrepancy, women, on the whole, have lower sexual desire than men. So when a woman is stressed, the hormonal changes in her body trigger a chemical reaction causing sex hormone binding globulin to bind with testosterone cells. So that makes them unavailable for libido and sexual response. So when women are stressed, they don't necessarily want to have sex. This is a familiar pattern for many women. Sexlessness due to stress makes you more tense and even less sexual. So it's a vicious cycle. There was a study done at the University of Göttingen in Germany and found that people who have sex less often tend to take on more work to compensate for their sexual frustration. So that's going to make them more stressed as well. That increased labor results in even less sex. 
So, you know, you see these sort of busy moms running all over the place, doing a million things, taking on this, taking on that, and there's no time left for sex. But what happens if you are stressed and you do have sex? You might think that the stress levels are reduced, but the clincher is that this only works well for couples who are in satisfying relationships. According to a new study, um, this, this study where they studied, actually, where they enrolled 75 heterosexual men and women, and that was one of the flaws of the study, that they did not enroll same-sex couples. So they enrolled heterosexual men and women who were living in a romantic relationship, and they had them complete a sex diary for 18 consecutive weekdays. I like that. Completing a sex diary <laughs> for 18 days. That would be some diary to read for some people. That would be good reading. Anyway, <laughs> Jordan is saying yes and up and down yes with his head. Uh, the participants filled out their diary alone each night, which they reported on the amount of stress they had experienced in the previous 74 hours. So, for example, they would document how many stressful events occurred and how stressful each one was. So they rated the stressfulness, shall we say, of each event. And they also indicated whether they had sexual intercourse that day. The researchers found that experiencing a high level of stress increased the likelihood of having intercourse the following day. In addition, when sex followed a particularly high stress day, it reduced, re reduced reports of stress on the following day. When a high stress day was not followed by sex, there was not as much of a decrease in stress the next day. So to put it more simply, when couples had sex, they felt less stressed afterward than they did before, but only in couples who had a satisfying relationship to begin with. So that is how important it is to place your relationship on the front burner. And it is also important to point out that this finding um, was, as I said, only for those couples who were happy together in general. For couples who were dissatisfied with their relationship, there was no stress-reducing effect of sex. And so that is why I hear from women who will say, well, he was crabby, and he's tense, and he's stressed, and he wanted to have sex, and I did because I figured, because there are 275 reasons why women have sex, it's to get a new pair of shoes or to have a baby or <laughs> get a promotion. I'm serious. There's a number of reasons. It's all evidence-informed as well. But this is one reason, and it is. This is one of the probably the most common reasons is to reduce the negative backlash from their partner, that negative emotional backlash, that anger. Because for men, sex is vitally different than it is for women. But a lot of women will say, well, I had sex with him. And he still was crabby afterwards. So why bother? I'm not going to do it again with him when he's crabby. So this study is important because it's not about the sex. And probably the sex wasn't that great for somebody who just is obligated to do it. But it's important to look at the relationship and to look at what is going on in the relationship. The, and, and once again, this was limited only to heterosexual couples and it only considered the potential stress relief that was associated with vaginal intercourse. So there were some limitations on this study, as many uh, studies that are there out there. But it, but it gives us good information. We, we have to look back and say, okay, look at, look at yourself. 
reflect on your relationship. How happy am I in, in this relationship? Am I in a relationship where one or the other controls me, has, makes all the financial decisions in the relationship, controls every decision in the household, emasculates a man, um, has babies when somebody may not want to have babies or gets pregnant when somebody does not want to have babies. Um, or maybe there's one who's a spender and one who's a saver, and so they don't meet on that level. Perhaps one is spontaneous and the other is very organized and cannot make any changes to a plan. Uh, or always has to have a plan, always has to know what is going to happen. Or perhaps the sex has gotten dull over the years, or perhaps one or the other is unhealthy. One has gained weight, one is perhaps uh, not looking after themselves. I think it's really unappealing and unattractive if one uh, person in the couple, to the other person in the couple, is living an unhealthy lifestyle. Perhaps one is drinking too much, smoking too much, um, perhaps they are uh, not working hard enough or, or working too much, as that German study showed, that when people are having less sex and they're frustrated with that, they take on more work. We're busier than ever these days. We do everything. Not only do we do everything, work inside of the home and outside of the home, but we're doing everything for everybody else as well. We're doing everything for the children. We're never letting them fail. We are dressing them to absolute perfection. We're organizing play dates for them. So there's no backyard play anymore. It's the mother phoning up. Maybe she likes another neighbor or another mother. And so those kids are acceptable. Acceptable. It's not throwing all the kids in the backyard anymore and everybody having a grand old time. So putting your children ahead of your relationship is also a big mistake. But a lot of women... Are, are affected by the biological clock and so they want to have babies and they may settle for somebody or they may marry somebody who's been married before and who has never gotten the therapy that they perhaps have needed or never have processed the pain of the of the divorce or and you often see this with men men will often go from one marriage to the next without uh looking at what went wrong in the relationship because quite honestly it's a lot easier for guys to get women these days um and younger women as well and they often get women who missed out on their peer group so if they're an older man they might get a younger woman but that woman it, it, some studies show th those women were unable to uh be within their own peer group so they sort of missed dating and being with somebody their own age, if you will. I hate, I, I won't say it. I'm not going to say it. It would be the heat stroke if I said it. But um, so things are not always, if you don't deal with the problems that you had in your first relationship, they are going to rear their ugly head in the next relationship as well. So if you infidelity has struck your marriage or your relationship, that can be heartbreaking and can be extremely Difficult. These are all the subjects that I deal with in my clinical practice over at Crossroads Clinic and also in North Vancouver on Lonsdale as well. <laughs> I have two clinics. You can also email me anytime, sextalk at cknw.com or nursetalk at hotmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter and ask me a question there at Back the, to the Bedroom. 
at back the number two the bedroom i also write a number of blogs in fact i blog about four times a week one of them is called back to the bedroom dash blog dot ca and then the other one is on entertopia dot com and that's a health and wellness company that uh has developed the love so when i come back anyway before i say before i end Make sure your relationship is uh, top-notch. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to give you a blow-by-blow on how you can attain and maintain a satisfying relationship. But when I come back, masturbation and the damage mothers do. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath, host of this CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show here tonight on Mother's Day. Hope you all had a great day. We're going to talk about... Mothers. (laughs) Mothers. <laughs> Not all mothers are perfect, you know. A lot of mothers do a lot of damage, especially around sexual health. Uh, if you were one of the lucky ones whose mother told you that pleasure was bilateral, that it was not just for men, consider yourself very lucky because that's not always the case. A lot of women, especially that I see in my clinical practice, will tell me that their mothers told them that sex was dirty, that they hated sex, that sex was awful. This is horrible for a sex part to hear, by the way. Uh, You see how difficult my job is? Um, But they've gotten these messages that, uh, or they'll say, no women like sex, or I've had women tell me that entire cultures of women don't like sex, um, because I don't think women understand sex always or appreciate sex or understand what it does for you and how beneficial it can be. So we start out as youngins with masturbation. Get your lube out for this segment. Um, And masturbation can certainly brighten your day. Of course, as we all know, May is masturbation month and we want to celebrate this fine art of twirling the pearl, self-loving, going solo, um, self-service, whatever you want to call it. I'm good with that. So in honor of this highly esteemed holiday, there are a few facts that masturbation, that I want to tell you about masturbation that you may never have heard of. Orgasms are an inalienable constitutional right. Okay, they are your right. Masturbation has proven health benefits. I was talking to Dave Sheldon this morning, who's taking Jill Bennett's place, and uh, I said, through sexual health, we talk about these subjects. He was talking about how it's good to have it, talk the taboo and talk about this. And I said, well, I do it through the venue of sexual health. And he said, it's a a good way to get the conversation going. It's a good way to bring things up, quite frankly. So masturbation um, has proven health benefits like stress management. So it's very helpful when you release those endorphins. It'll help you to sleep. That'll help with stress. You also get healthier pelvic floor muscles because there are about 17 to 20 contractions that will occur with an orgasm. Also, it's cardiovascular exercise, so it's good for your heart. keeps the blood flow going. Anything that keeps the blood flow going is good for your heart. One of the problems around masturbation that a lot of men face, and it's probably one of the most common, if not the most common, is 
premature ejaculation, and it's largely related to anxiety. But a lot of times, men will tell me that when they started masturbating as a teenager and they heard their mother coming, and especially if their mother was uncomfortable about that, about them masturbating, then they would try and get it over and done with really quickly. A lot of people try and do that with sex today, get it over and done with really quickly instead of enjoying its pleasure. And that can be a big mistake in terms of your health and your relationship. I don't know if you know this, but um, the reason we celebrate National Masturbation Month is because in 1995, in honor of Surgeon General Jocelyn Elders, she was fired by President Bill Clinton for her statement supporting masturbation for sexual health. Bill Clinton, of all people. <laughs> anyway, um, a lot of people will are, are, are uncomfortable with their sexuality or their sexual health, and they will play, pass judgment for everybody else. Meanwhile, they're, um, they are their own worst enemy. And they are causing a lot of problems in their own relationship. And certainly Bill Clinton did that. Um, The sexting today, people can get in a lot of trouble. Um, It's very arousing for people to sext each other or to message each other and go back and forth with flirty little messages or whatever or sending nude photos of oneself. I had a conversation with a colleague this week about that. And he was saying, well, you just... Don't send a body part that has a tattoo <laughs> that shows your tattoo or shows your a birthmark or or something like that. You just, you know, show a particular part, but that it can never be linked to you. Um, anyway, so you can just digest about that. Can you masturbate too much? This is a very common question that I get. Um, I don't think so, uh, unless it is, well, for, for one, you cannot masturbate too much to the point where you're going to go blind. You may have heard that. Or you're going to go insane. Or you're going to get hairy palms or stunted growth. So none of those things will occur should you masturbate. But if you are masturbating so much that, for example, you're masturbating at work and somebody walks in your office and you're doing it again, or uh, it's preventing you from work um, or preventing you from participating in your family life or in your personal relationships, then it can certainly be unhealthy for you. So if it's getting in the way of your everyday life, then it can be a problem. But there's really no such thing as too much self-love. And self-love is good because it actually aids with self-confidence. And that, as I've said in the past, is sexy. Masturbation is also one of the most effective natural ways to relieve menstrual cramps. Do we teach our daughters that? I don't think so, but it's a good message to teach your daughter because at that it's it's at that age in life that people will start medicating with drugs like like Midol even or um or uh what's the other one? An anti-inflammatory, which aren't great for the gut. Of course I can't think of the name of it. Ibuprofen. I never take it. <laughs> Uh, or acetaminophen, Tylenol. So we need to actually educate on the natural benefits of masturbation, accept it in others. A lot of women don't understand how frequent men need to masturbate, and so they often feel that maybe they're not as appealing or they're not as sexy as they once were, uh, but that is and definitely is not the case. 
Um, anyway, pretty much everybody masturbates. And according to a 2010 research study done, 94% of men admit to masturbating, which I'm shocked at. I thought it was 100%. And 85% of women like to love themselves. And so a lot of us are maybe fooling ourselves. And this is one of the biggest things that we do that we don't talk about. But it's really important to do so. I also find women who very commonly, they will say, if I never have sex again, it'll be too soon. My husband and I haven't had sex for five years. The marriage breaks up because they don't have sex. There'll be a a medical reason that they don't have sex, but they will all self-stimulate. They will all uh, be on the solo train to sexual health. People who have sex regularly masturbate more than those who don't. Hello. (laughs) When you know something feels good, you're going to do it again, whether you're with somebody or not. And that's also very arousing is to masturbate with your partner as well. Uh, the, masturbation has been around for a long time, and one of the first depictions of a female masturbating was found in a clay figurine in a temple in Malta, and that was from the 4th millennium B.C. So masturbating is an ancient practice. So there's so many benefits we're going to, as we are more vocal about sex and sexuality and sexual health. We're going to learn about even more benefits. And there's also some studies that support that masturbation lowers the risk of type 2 diabetes, and that's because it increases blood flow. Diabetes is all about blood flow. There's some research out of Australia that it lowers the risk of prostate cancer, flushing through perhaps, reduces depression, and prevents cervical infections in women. And it also puts you right to sleep. It is the best sleeping tablet out there on the market today. I'm all for it. Anyway, when I come back, what do heterosexual couples have to learn from lesbian sex? I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. Well, hopefully I'm giving you something to talk about tonight. I'm Maureen. I'm a registered nurse, sex therapist, and host of the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Trying to educate about sex or just talk about it. I love all your emails that you send to me. And, uh, you know, if you can't listen on Sunday nights, just a little reminder, you can listen on the podcast. You can download the app. I keep meaning to say that. I've been meaning to say that for months. And somebody reminded me this week that they were listening. They emailed me and told me they were listening after the show. So I presume they downloaded the app. And you can do that, too. I also love your email, so feel free to email me anytime, nursetalk at hotmail.com. And I've received an email from Lucinda. Hi, Maureen. Enjoy the show. Is there a sex toy that can help me achieve the G-spot orgasm while masturbating? Loving it, Lucinda. Thanks, Lucinda, for your email. Yes, there is. (laughs) There's many. (laughs) But one in particular (laughs) is the Magic Banana, one of my favorites. You can find it on my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. You can win it if you want to give me a call, Um, and you can choose that uh, if you like, although I think it costs like $69. I'll I'll make a special dispensation. Somebody can go over that, um, that $50 amount. It was this one in particular. There's actually a couple of them, but this one in particular was developed by a yoga instructor. And so a lot of people like that, the fact that she was a 20-year experienced yoga instructor and the magic banana is inserted into the vagina and it's it's does double duty. 
So it will help to strengthen your pelvic floor, which will increase sexual sensation because it will increase blood flow to your genitalia. And then you're effectively doing Kegel exercises or pelvic floor muscle exercises is the correct term. And that's very beneficial for penetrative sex. But also afterward, what's really nice about it is it's a female sexual exploration device. And according to the very limited research studies that have been done on this, about 50% of women are able to uh, uh, orgasm, have a G-spot orgasm while using the magic banana. There's also something called the intensity, which is seriously, it's not for your beginner pelvic floor muscle person. It's not for your beginner sex toy person. This particular device is, um, it's, it's a gymnasium, literally, for the pelvic floor. There's no other way to describe it. It does everything all at once. Um, and it's a high-powered tool. It uses TENS. It's inserted into the vagina. It provides clitoral stimulation. I mean, a lot of women actually could not handle it. Um, but I have a feeling, Lucinda, you could. <laughs> so thanks so much for your... Um, <laughs> just to ask that question is fantastic. Um, but, you know, not everybody could, so you have to be very careful. You want to start with a simple, straight vibrator. I've said it before. Uh, vibrators and sex toys are all fantastic and fabulous, and it's nice to add those to the bedroom or to the relationship. Um, anal plugs can be very pleasurable uh, for both men and women during sex, and that can uh, heat things up for you in the bedroom. And there's lots of other ways as well. But one way we may not think about is uh, how heterosexual people have a lot to learn from same-sex couples, in particular women. Women who have sex with women seem to be enjoying themselves a lot more than women who have sex with men. There was a 2014 study by the Kinsey Institute found some very interesting facts about lesbian sex, including that heterosexual women orgasm 62% of the time, whereby lesbians orgasm a whopping 75% of the time. So that is statistically significant. Men corner the market on uh, orgasm, whether you're gay or straight, you still reign supreme, and the orgasm frequency is at 85%. So we can look at this research study and believe that ladies who get it on with ladies quite possibly are having the most satisfying sex lives. Some people don't feel that orgasms are contingent uh, upon great sex, but quite frankly, they do help considerably. So I would go for that if I were you. Uh, So we know that lesbian women orgasm more than straight women, and which is quite uh, quite something. A lot of women will tell women that it's not important to orgasm, and I also definitely disagree with that. The there was a large research study done. Was over eight thousand responses to questions the uh, the Kinsey Institute's research, and. 89% of the respondents were between the ages of 18 and 36. And this survey was called the Ultimate Lesbian Sex Survey. And they've been releasing bits and lady bits of the report, shall I say? (laughs) It's a massive uh, report and, and takes quite a bit. But 
some of the results are that a lot of, or well, the majority of queer women have sex multiple times a week. So what does that tell you? I see in heterosexual couples, at least in my practice, and, and I'm seeing 50, 60 women a week, and I'm speaking to, you know, honestly, through the presentations that I do, and I'll tell you where I'm going to be in the, uh, toward the end of the show, which we're actually getting to. Um, I speak to hundreds of women a year, and they have low sexual desire when they're having sex with men. So what is this um, that queer women are having sex multiple times a week? Why is it that they are happier or they are enjoying sex multiple times. In fact, close to 30% of women are having sex multiple times a week. Um, and um, 22.8% of women multiple times a month. Um, about 1% are having sex more than once a day. Um, anyway, so it's something to look at. Le- lesbian women between the ages of 18 and 24 masturbate the most. Anyway, these are some of the um, of the stats and information that have come out of this study. Scissoring is something that is one of the myths uh, about how lesbians have sex, and actually less les- lesbians scissor than you might think. Anyway, uh, I'll uh, update you a little bit more on some of the same-sex encounters and how those encounters are longer than heterosexual couples. I think heterosexual couples are what? two minutes or less for the whole thing. Lesbians spend a lot more time in the bedroom than that. And it lasts anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. So what does that say? Anyway, that says a lot. But when I come back, I'm going to have to uh, go to break now. When I come back, I'm going to tell you where I'm going to be in the next month. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath, your host for the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. We are wrapping this baby up, but I have Anonymous on the line. Hello, Anonymous. <laughs> yes, good evening, Maureen. I have a question for you. Like, if somebody has a complete full body relaxing massage, precisely full body massage with masturbation, is this is considered sex or no sex? I think that sounds pretty much like sex to me. <laughs> Why? Is, is, there, is, there, is there only hands I use? What, what is the context? No, no. The, the question is, if somebody has a complete full body massage, yes. the hand release. Precisely, is it male or female? But there is no oral sex intercourse, but it's a full body massage. They're having a full body massage. That's correct. And they orgasm. That's right, but there are hands only used. The hands are used all over the body. That's correct. Uh, no, no zone is off limits. That's correct, yes. Is this considered sex? Well, I think I, I, I would consider it. <laughs> you know, it really depends on the context, quite frankly. If, okay, if, is it somebody who you're in a relationship with who has... No, no, no. It's it's precisely if it's a mutual masturbation, but there is only hands I use. Is it considered sex or no sex? I would, you know, somebody may not agree with me on this, but I I, I think it's, it's as close to sex as some people are ever going to get. Sorry? It's, it's, it's as close to sex as some people are ever going to get. Mm-hmm. I think it can be considered a sexual encounter. It can be considered a sexual encounter? Absolutely. It can be a satisfying sexual event, as we say in the research world as well. 
Okay. But I, I really, you know, need a little bit more context in order to. Is it two friends and they're just massaging each other and orgasming together? Yeah, but it's precisely if somebody is on a um, conservative and they don't want to have, like, STDs, they don't want to use the condoms, and they're only hands used, so it's precisely pretty much safe for both. Yeah, I, well, safe sex, it's enjoyable, it's pleasurable. I mean, people call lots of different things sex, but um, I would say it's getting close. Experiencing. Yeah, but would, you, but would you, like, okay, regarding to Clinton... Um, because you did mention earlier, um, is oral sex is precisely it is sex, right? Oral sex is sex. Oral sex is some of the most pleasurable sex out there. That's correct. Oral sex is great sex. <laughs> yes, definitely oral sex is sex. But how's about only <laughs> there is no any other part of your body involved in only your hands. The mind is the greatest sex organ. Okay. Okay. So, all right. All right. Thank you, anonymous, so much for your call. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Sorry? I love your show. It's, oh. it's very informative. Oh, thank you so much. And I do believe... Oh, I'm not sure what she believes, but lots of people believe lots of different things. So, no, no. Oh, I, you're there. Oh, I didn't hear. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. I'll, I just believe that we need a little bit more sex education for the teenagers. Absolutely, we do. And Absolutely. And, it's, and it's just straightforward. Nothing It's you know... Mothers need to teach their daughters well, absolutely, starting at a young age. And, and sons as well. Then I'll, and, and sons also, of course, um, but it's Mother's Day. And uh, then I, but I'd be put out of business anyway, so <laughs> for the moment I'm going strong. But thank you so much, Anonymous. I appreciate you listening and your call. I appreciate all your calls and all of you listening at any time from wherever you are. And uh, I have a bunch of uh, presentations that, I'm, that are upcoming. They're all on my website because I really don't have any time to uh, tell you, as when great sex ends, it ends. Anyway, um, uh, so you can go to my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. As I said, follow me on Twitter, at back2thebedroom. You can go to my blog, backtothebedroom-blog.ca. That's all about vaginal health, which is really important for women, and also to have a healthy and happy sexual relationship. you got to have a good vagina, ladies. And... Um, so I said, follow me on Twitter, and you can look for all of those events where I'm going to be. Connect with me on Facebook if you like. And uh, remember, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. You can always visit me in my clinical practice, uh, or just email me if you'd like to make an appointment, or you can, I also do over-the-phone consults as well, because... Uh, just doesn't seem to be enough sex education around there, and I'm quite happy to do it. I'm Maureen McGrath. Until next week, have the best sex of your life. In fact, have sex with reckless abandon. Thanks for listening.